I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Brought to you by Open Studio. Yeah, what's going on, Adam? Nothing much, man. Just getting off my great weekend. Nice. Playing my gigs. Happy Monday. Yeah, you know, we had a bunch of, um, we had a big festival here in St. Louis got canceled kind of the last minute. Lou Fest, which has been going on for like nine years. Right. And it's kind of like this big outdoor music festival in Forest Park, which is our beautiful jewel of a park here in St. Louis. And... You know, the guy, like, totally messed up this year, the guy who runs it, and the vendors pulled out, and they canceled the festival on Wednesday before the Saturday shows. And wow. this is, like, like Robert Plant is the headliner. Yeah. But they also have a jazz stage. This is not a street fair. It's, it's not, not a neighborhood street fair. No, no, no. It's, like, a big a big deal festival. They had This year was the first year, of course, that they have a jazz stage right. where, like, all the St. Louis jazz musicians were going to play. Totally unrelated to it being canceled. Let's exactly. just be clear. <laughs> no. of, of, so, we of, think. <laughs> of course, it was, you know, like, all these jazz musicians, like, we're going to play for thousands of people. And right. then, you know. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, that's a bummer. It was a bummer. Yeah, but actually, so uh, everybody kind of rallied around. We had some gigs on Sunday. It was good. Nice, nice. Well, it's, you know, it it is kind of festival season or really the end of a lot of the summer festivals. And over the weekend, I had a strange experience because I played up at the Chicago Jazz Festival, which is a wonderful, wonderful event. Um, It's totally free. It's got to be one of the bigger free jazz festivals. Mm. Um, But we played at Millennium Park at the Pritzker Pavilion, the beautiful, you know, Frank Gehry design pavilion right there by the lake. And we started playing, this is with, with Diane Reeves and her, her band, so it's a quartet. We played one song just with the quartet, 10 minutes or so. Diane came out, the crowd's all hyped up. It's like, you know, I don't know, 7.30 p.m. The sun's just kind of going down. Oh, no, the sun was down. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it just, I mean, Diane sang for about five minutes. It just starts raining and lightning and oh, thunder. Wow. And I sort of see out of the corner of my eye, one of the officials or MC comes over and to the mic and is telling people, I, I kind of look at the, out at the audience, I see everyone scurrying towards shelter because the audience is totally open. And there was like 20,000 people there. Yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. big audience and then there's a big grass area, some people, and it's free, yeah. you know. So um, nothing like a free festival to attract people to a jazz concert. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to charge $4. It'll be like 100 people there. But if it's free, true. it's 20,000. No, but it's a it's a great event. But it just started lightning, and luckily it was a very um, mature crowd. And I don't mean an old crowd. I mean thinking mature, because it could have been like a panic kind of thing where everybody, because it was raining hard in the lightning. Yeah. So we stopped. They held for about thirty minutes, and then they canceled it. So that was, it was kind of a sad thing because we were just getting rolling, having the crowd was great, and we were having a lot of fun. But you know, this is the thing with outdoor weather. festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Either through weather or, you know. Uh, crooked business practices (laughs) right it's like a 30 percent chance that a summer outdoor and really now i'm always surprised there's not more festivals like especially in the midwest well really anywhere in the u.s yeah like later september october yeah when really the weather's a little bit i mean the thing is if it doesn't rain it's going to be 97 degrees because then on sunday we played north carolina yeah john coltrane festival which was amazing high point but it was hot Uh, and it almost it started to rain there but we kept playing and we got through the gig yeah the july august festivals are like i mean everyone wants to be outdoors but oh yeah man anyway so what do we got today well we're going to talk about pianos i think oh sweet yeah and this is um we had a couple of questions um one from our very own rachel who wanted us to talk about our seven worst pianos rachel morgan that's right but we wanted to also turn it a little bit positive and, and from joe um uh one of our listeners joe he had asked can you talk about pianos you've owned including ones you had growing up mm. another idea are pianos you've played but not owned, such as at clubs or other gigs um or pianos you've coveted that someone owns 
isn't there something in the Bible that thou shalt not own, uh, <laughs> shall not covet thy neighbor's piano? Thou shalt not covet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but you get to play once in a while. Um, and then I like this part. How about places you'd love to see a piano? So maybe we'll do that at the end. That'll be a little teaser. At the I end. like it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So first, what are, what are some? Do you have some memorable pianos that you played on growing up? Well, so my first piano was a special, special piano for me. So you know, I had like. I had always picked out songs from the radio when I was a little, little kid, and I had these little Casio keyboards and stuff like that. And then when I got, when I started taking piano lessons, I was just, I was unstoppable. Like, I just, I couldn't stop doing it. So my parents, like, who didn't have a ton of money at the time, scrounged, borrowed, saved, or whatever, and bought me this little, like, Hamilton spinet, you know what I mean? And it was like from someone they knew at their dad's from my grandpa's church or something and the g key stuck it was actually that piano was a half step sharp Mm. the entire time i owned it wow and to this day i can actually kind of like get close to notes by hearing them but i'm usually a half step off half step sharp yeah so it was almost like an anti-baroque uh anti-baroque piano yeah it was (laughs) really odd it was really really odd so uh but that little hamilton I mean, that's just, you know, that, that first instrument, right? Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> it was Alexander Hamilton. It was, it was Adam as a kid in his underwear on snow days, like playing <laughs> piano for eight hours. You Adam know I mean? and his Hamilton. <laughs> it was Adam and his Hamilton. No, it's so cool, you know, with these little, I feel like these little starter spinets for, for families are, yeah. are so become part of the family. Like I have one now because mm-hmm. I have my grand piano here in Grand Center where I can practice, but I have one because my eight-year-old daughter takes piano lessons now yep. and she is on the little spinet in our living room all the time they're fantastic yeah they're durable yep they are um you can often find them for um the low low price of free totally just to move it and yeah. they're not that hard to move the little spinets two people can i mean it's it's heavy but yeah. two people can get it up on i mean how many times have we moved a spinet over the years on oh a on a pickup truck you yeah, know <laughs> totally yeah um that's cool so i you know growing up i mostly played on a um Yamaha upright it was actually a, like a pretty big kind of 50 52 inch nice. upright probably circa like 1972 or something mm-hmm. um, similar to circa Peter Martin's <laughs> you know and it's still at my parents house now, I love an, a Yamaha upright a nice little ya- Yamaha yeah. upright is and and so this was during the period when I believe they were being made in Japan actually mm-hmm. and I, they still make some and then they were no I'm sorry this one was when they were made in South Korea and I think it was the, the Young Chang, what became Young Chang Company or the brand on there mm-hmm. was making a lot of Yamaha's uprights at a certain period. Got it. Um, but this was, it was definitely a good era. I, I love that piano. And I mean, I still go over there and play it. it. It sort of needs some work. And both my parents actually play piano some, so it does get played. Uh, it probably could use a little work now, but I mean, it's held up. I mean, a lot of practice, a lot of, a lot of souls learned on Is there. it one of the like sort of furniture brown color or is it a black? No, it's black. I nice. mean, it's kind of concert black. Yeah. It's not concert, uh, grand, was but this, it's, is this the era where they had the felt, uh, is that the style, you know, the felt apartment dampener? Oh, right. No, 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 this was, was actually some... before that. And yeah, that was, I, later on, I had a young Chang that was down in new orleans a nice new upright uh big kind of like 54 inch or something yeah. that had that with the for yeah. those who who might not know what we're talking about there's some of these upright pianos have um the yamaha is a famous yeah. model that has this but it's like a pedal in the middle and instead of doing uh, what the middle pedal does which i'm not even that sure <laughs> yeah. about sustenuto a sustenuto pedal it has one and it has like a, a notch to the side so you press it down and you move it over to the side yeah. and in the piano it drops like a 
a layer of felt between the hammers and the strings, and it has this really dark, quiet sound so people could practice in apartments yeah, and not kind bother of anybody. New York I, City apartment practice mode. Last week, man, I, on All Things Considered, I heard this songwriter who was actually killing, and he did a whole album on just him singing and piano, and he the whole the whole album was the piano had that that felt. Wow. Uh, and it sounded really, it almost sounded like an acoustic guitar or something recorded. Nice. It was very interesting. Nice, nice. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little history on Adam and Peter's piano. <laughs> I've actually owned a lot of pianos over the years, or had. Yeah, I've uh, had a few myself. You yeah. know, and um, I, it's interesting because I never look, I mean, I've had some pianos. There's a couple, there's one in particular that I coveted. Well, I guess I wasn't coveting because I owned it. But it was a, a Steinway L, mm. um, and I love this piano. I actually moved it halfway. Well, I moved it from, I think, Chicago to New Orleans on a truck. Like, I went up at no, – no, no, I bought it here, actually, St. Louis. Oh, nice. But I was living in New Orleans. I, I flew up – no, I must have driven the truck up. But I had checked out the piano, and someone had, had told me about it, and I knew the price was right. And so I kind of came up on faith and tried it and really liked it, and so – Got a truck, got some guys to kind of help load in the truck, and then drove it down to New Orleans, and then had it for years and loved. I mean, I can still remember the way that piano felt. Oh, man. But I think that's the only piano that I've owned or, or really played on a lot personally and practiced that I just felt really attached to the way that maybe a saxophonist would with like their Selmer or or a violinist. Certainly, very personal. All the other instruments, and even now, like the different ones we have here and what I have at home, I like them, but I don't have a that much of an attachment to them in a way. Yeah, it's weird, right? When you when you find that instrument that just works with you, yeah. you know, it works with the sound in your head and works with your hands and, and the way you play. I love that feeling too, man. Yeah. Um, actually, my, one of my friends growing up had a Baldwin Acrosonic spinet. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I some something about and I lo actually really like if, if you if you're looking for an upright piano, yeah, check out these Baldwin Acrosonics. They yeah. made them from like the 50s to the 80s. I, thought it was, I always thought it was Acrosonic, but I could be looking at it wrong. <laughs> the people Acrosonic, had, Acrosonic, right. yeah, that sounds right. No, they they're little tanks and they feel really good. But this particular one, just like I could just like fly over it for hours they had just, nice even actions yeah, on them yeah, yeah. With, without a lot of maintenance not a big sound not a big sound but but a, yeah absolutely a nice little action on them yeah i st and i still remember do you remember the first piano that you like bought with your own money you know like that yeah like, it's almost like sure. your first car right yeah you I think pick it was, out yourself yeah i think that young chain i think i got it on like layaway too yeah. on top but back in the days for you kids that don't know what layaway is google it google a, kmart layaway i bought a cable Grand, like a six foot, five foot, 11 inch cable grand, yeah. which was like made in Chicago in 1915 or something. And I mean, yeah. it was like that yeah. vibe, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but I just remember like having it home and I was just like, it's my, yeah. my own grand piano. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for those that are not viewing us on YouTube, we are on YouTube. Big shout out to YouTube right there. But for those that are at the traditional podcast, all up in your ears, <laughs> uh, you might have just heard Adam playing. The supple sounds of the Kranich and Bach. What do you know about this little piano that's in the pod cave here? <laughs> well, actually, maybe we should go through uh, the pianos that we have here at Open Studio because we have three pianos in this room. Yes. And uh, technically another one across the street if we need it. And really four if we, if we consider the Kranich and Bach, if we split that off into two different... <laughs> or, or they're together, they're partners Kranich now. and Bach is one thing. Ever since 1896. Are they still together? So <laughs> Kranich and Bach came with the room. It did. It yep. was like... Came with the lease. Yeah, it came with the lease. It there came was with a, the lease. <laughs> there was a piano in this space. This wasn't a musical space before. I don't know why they had a piano yeah. here, but they had this upright piano, I'm guessing for decoration. And um, yeah, they were like, do you want to keep it? And we were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we had enough space. So. I actually bought a house in New Orleans once 
that came with the piano. That's and it so was New so, Orleans. Yeah, yeah, it was totally New Orleans. <laughs> like, it actually was at a, a ball went across in the Acrosonic. Acrosonic, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I remember the, the woman we bought the house from was super nice. Everything is so laid back down there. I think, like, the day we're going to close, we, like, did the walkthrough or whatever. Yeah. And she still had a bunch of stuff. She's like, oh, I'm going to come move that if y'all don't mind, you know, tomorrow or whatever. And then she's like, um, yeah, the piano. I don't. I don't know. We, we, you play piano, right? I said, yeah. She's like, you want to buy the piano? I was like, I got two already. And she's like, okay, you want to have it? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> and so it just kind of stayed there. And so yeah, I mean, sometimes pianos are. If you get the right situation, you can just sort of pick them up as part of a, a deal to acquire property. <laughs> That's right. Well, we have like one. it's a washing machine. They don't want to move out. You know. <laughs> we have one in our office. You know, our we share kind of a bullpen office, and we have a, a old Steinway. Yeah, in there that we're just holding for a friend, basically. That's, that's a nice piano. I want to. I like that I, piano. Ho- hopefully, the friend's not listening now because we're going to do like a, <laughs> what is that when like a squatter's rights <laughs> thing? <laughs> right. We claim it. We've had it for seven years. It's ours. That piano, and, and that's from that kind of early '70s. Stein, it's a Steinway yep. M, I think, and um, that's from a period when there's a little bit of inconsistency with the New York Steinways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a really good instrument. It I feels think it's, good to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, it, and we haven't even really done any of the kind of work after it was moved from Florida and stuff. And then there's the Beast, the Beast that we uh, we do all the lessons on, that if you're an open studio member or you watch any of the two-minute jazzes or whatever, that's what yep. Peter's playing. And that's a, a generous uh, loner from Steinway. Right, we might do a little squatter's rights on Steinway too. Big shout out Steinway! Is that an M or is it an O or what is that? It's a uh, O. It's an O, o yeah. yeah. That's a, it's, I love the sound of the piano. Yeah. It's a hard piano to play. It is, the action's a little on the stiffer side, a yeah. little on the definitely gives you a workout you well know? yeah it's kind of cool for practicing on because you feel like you're like practicing with weights on and then you can go to the real world where everything feels exactly light exactly and then what do you have at home at home i have a uh, steinway s that i actually love the only thing i don't like about it is it's brown it's the first brown piano i've ever had oh yeah um and i don't, I don't know why just uh brown always um brown pianos always make me think of like old ladies with a lot of pictures on top of the piano like where it's more furniture oriented than instrument oriented yeah. so it clearly doesn't doesn't um do anything to the sound there's nothing superior about a black piano sound over a brown piano there or is, a white piano there is something about a black piano that just seems to sound better it does yeah. and brown i mean to me it's there's a hierarchy there's the black piano yeah. there's the shiny black which i kind of like the matte black a little better than the I shiny. Have a matte black yeah, yeah. And then, so then shiny, then there's the brown, and then the bottom of the barrel would be your classic white piano. Oh your your Liberace special. You ever done a gig on a white piano? You ever oh, show yeah. up? I mean, you've done gigs in Europe, you've done gigs on a white piano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a gig in China on a white piano. Ooh. Like a shiny, brand new, like still smelled of, oh, of, of some, some bad Chinese chemical factory chemicals. Why do they sound worse? <laughs> they, they really do sound <laughs> they worse. Sound the browns worse. seem like they sound worse. The, the whites white sound worse. That's right. That's right. That's very odd. Okay, so maybe, uh, so I have a, um, across the street here at the Cranberg Arts uh, Center, I have a Essex. Oh, yeah. That's my piano. Yeah, my that's piano. the uh, Steinway design made in South Korea, yeah, the yeah. factory. I, I got it at a Steinway sale, actually, yeah. uh, at Washington University here in St. Louis. And, you know, they do these big sales or whatever. It's nothing yeah. special. But it was a room full of Steinways and Bostons and Essex. And Essex is a Steinway starter brand. Steinway design, but built, I believe, in, in Korea. Yeah. And um, and by machine, and I played all those pianos, and the Boston's are supposed to be better, but this little Essex like outplayed all of the Boston's. Right. And so I kind of I felt like I got a steal that day. Like it was better than all the other Essex too. It was just yep. had a little shine on it, you know. Yep. 
And so uh, I've had that for like 10 years now. I love it. I, I'm going to trade it up eventually for a real Steinway instrument. But Nice. You know. Cool. Well, I want to jump down. We could look. We could sit here and nerd out and talk about pianos all day. Oh man. Uh, but to uh, wrap things up a little bit here, man, you're, you're getting a lot of. You getting calls. You're getting texts. You're getting slack. Man, that's a busy Monday for a you. Call from it? the owner of that piano. Oh, that's true. Room. Oh, I wonder if he heard us already. I, I don't know if he's, he's feeling it. His piano. He's like, don't take my piano. <laughs> that's mine. Um, but one thing I wanted to jump to, which I thought was interesting in Joe's question, how about places you'd love to see a piano? Oh. And I was thinking. This is kind of crazy, but I think I saw a picture one time of a piano on an airplane. Mm. And I would love spending a lot of times on airplanes. That would be so fun because what an icebreaker to kind of go over and start playing a little misty or something. Yeah. Or just a little shedding, a little shedding time. Maybe everyone else is trying to sleep, but oh, I'll that be wouldn't doing be shedding. annoying at all. It's not a piano, but it's always been my goal in life to have one of those Herbie Hancock spherical spaceships that are that's controlled by a keyboard yeah you know what i mean from thrust yeah yep. the, the cover art from thrust that's yep. i've always wanted that but uh also um i was like i always kind of every spring i get this crazy idea where i'm like try to convince my wife let's let's get like a flower uh you know thing in the garden of an old piano yeah, kind of like how they have the toilet with the flowers coming out. Yeah, be... like that. Like you, like there's a great spot you could put it against the fence and then right. put plants in it, like a, a piano planter. Right. But she never lets me do that. Nice. Yeah. So in the garden on the airplane. How about on the beach? That would be fun. Piano on the beach. It'd be a little unstable. You need some kind of platform. Actually, you know what? I played a gig on the beach one, but it was it was a festival. Yeah. Uh, um, and they had a stage and everything. I've done that a couple times. Yeah, no, you need to go all in though with like a piano in the waves <laughs> crashing against it. I see like a Barry Manilow video. I was thinking more like Joe to see your boys to men. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> all white, whited out. You know what I mean? Like yeah, barefoot on the beach playing the piano. Michael, right. my, who's that? Uh, the, uh, Michael McDonald. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna blank. He did the uh, the thing with the Lonely Island. Never mind. Okay, it, one of those cheesy cats. <laughs> nice, yeah. cheesy cats. Cheese cats. Cool. Well, that was fun talking yeah. about some pianos. I love pianos, man. Pianos. They're, they're just like so, uh, they're so well designed. They're such a great instrument. Yeah. Yeah. We're not biased here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please keep the questions coming. Folks can go. Where would they go if they wanted to leave a question? What's the, what's the best way to do that? Then go to youllhear.com. Ah, that I knew is, it was something like that. <laughs> that is the best way to do that. Yep. You yep. can leave us a question either by voicemail or you can uh, leave a comment. You can. Uh, Leave us a rating and review on iTunes if you're feeling that way. Have yes. you been checking up on the ratings? And I haven't, but to- by tomorrow I will. I, I'm, you know, I drifted off over the weekend a little bit. We've been getting a lot of love, I know, but I, <laughs> I will check it closer coming up uh, tomorrow. But the um, also people can tweet at us. I'm, we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. If you tweet uh, at Hey Open Studio, that's our Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, open studio, like hey, and then um, <laughs> hey, because we're trying studio. to up our Twitter game. You know, I've been I was tweeting a little bit over the weekend. I was in Boston and, and Cambridge, down in North Carolina, and did a little. I realized like Twitter is great for like just little nice conversations. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? I mean Facebook and Instagram. I, you have to have cool pictures and all that, which sometimes we do. But Twitter's just great, kind of old school. You know, have a conversation with someone. You know, or if you want to call out your political enemies, seems to be the it's popular good for that. choice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually get political on. The show but there you go yeah it's a beautiful it's such a beautiful humane medium twitter isn't it yeah. only used for good of course yeah, right <laughs> cool. well i guess until tomorrow you'll hear it